also got to record this. So, this is Jeffrey Frazier of Black Wall Street Chronicles. I'll be back at it again. Uh, today, we're going to talk about the big revelation that Bill Cosby has been released. Uh, this uh, is a precedent. I did not expect this to happen. So, uh, we're going to get right to it, but before we get started, I want to give out some announcements. Uh, If you want to listen to this podcast, um, I'm doing a live stream right now. Uh, Those who listen to my podcast, if you want to listen to this episode on YouTube, you can go to my YouTube um, channel, which is Pain308TV. That's Pain308TV. And also, if you want to listen to, uh, you want to follow me on my Twitch, my Twitch is JeffGamer55Ryer, JeffGamer55Ryer, where I like to play difficult fighting games, RPGs, and survival horrors. So if you're into Final Fantasy, if you're into Resident Evil, and you're into uh, Street Fighter, or Tekken, or anything like that, feel free to um, watch my streams. Yeah, so we're going to get right to it. Um, the first thing I'm going to do and is I'm going to go to wikipedia.com so we can read about this guy's career. Many consider Bill Cosby, or Dr. Cosby is his moniker, to be... Be one of the greatest living comedians alive. Uh, so, before we get started and do a deep dive, we're going to talk about his life. And then we're going to talk about the details of the case and why this man was freed. Alright, give me one moment. Excuse the noise, that's my air conditioner dripping after I just shut it off. Uh, Let's see. Yeah, is that Shawnetta? Hey, Shawnetta, you watching? My connection is unstable. I have to stay on this page, which is fine by me, which is no problem. Uh, let's see. All right, I'm still recording. All right, I'm going to have to test it out then. I'm going to do Wikipedia through here then. Okay, well, you have to excuse me. This is like my first time live streaming and looking off information online. And not really prepared. But I'm ready now. So here's the article, the Wikipedia article about Bill Cosby. All right. William Henry Cosby Jr. is an American retired stand-up comedian actor and author who was an active career for over six decades, starting in 1961. Cosby's great television success was The Cosby Show, which ran from 1984 to 1992. Cosby began his career as a stand-up comedian in Hungary and San Francisco during the 1960s. During the decade decade, he released seven stand-up comedy records, which conclusively earned him the Grammy Award for Best Comedy Album from 1965 to 1970. He also had a starring role in the television crime show, I Spy. 
opposite Robert Klopp, Cosby made history when he won the Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Lead Actor in a Drama Series in 1966, making him the first African-American to earn an Emmy Award for acting. His acting career continues as he starred in the sitcom The Bill Cosby Show, which ran for two seasons from 1969 to 1971. In 1972, using a fat Alba character developed during his stand-up routines, Cosby created, produced, and hosted the animated comedy television series Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids, which ran until 1985, centering on a group of young friends growing up in the urban era. Throughout the 1970s, Cosby starred in various films, including Sidney Poitier's Uptown Saturday Night and Let's Do It Again. <laughs> Sorry. And Neil Simon's California Suite, alongside Richard Pryor. You know, that Sidney Poitier's Uptown Saturday Night is like a classic movie. It's one of the greatest, like, moving comedy movies I've ever saw. He also starred in the original cast of The Richard Company, alongside Rita Morrell and Morgan Freeman, from 1971 to 1973. In 1976, he earned his Doctor of Education from the University of Massachusetts Amherst, returning to the school after completing his Master's of Art there in 1972. His dissertations discussed the use of Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids as a teaching tool at elementary schools. Beginning in the 1980s, Cosby produced and starred in the television sitcom The Cosby Show which aired from 1984 to 1992 and was rated as the number one show in America from 1985 and though in 1989. The sitcom highlighted the experience of growth of an affluent African-American family. During this time, Cosby gained a reputation as America's dad's voice portrayal of Click Hustable. Cosby produced a spin-off sitcom of Different World, which aired from 1987 to 1993. He also starred in the Cosby Mysteries, the sitcom Cosby, and hosted the kids to say the darndest things. He then created and produced the animated children's program, Little Bill. In 2018, the height of the Me Too movement, Cosby was in prison for the aggravated incident assault. The judgment was overturned two and a half years later by the Supreme Court of Pennsylvania due to violations of Cosby's constitutional due process rights. Mm. Yeah. You know they have this saying in law, when you don't follow the rules of constitutional due process, and they basically call it kangaroo court. That's one of the nicknames for it. Cosby was born on July 12, 1937, in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He was one of the four sons of Anna Pearl, a maid, William Henry Cosby Sr., who served as a mess steward in the U.S. Navy. Cosby was the class president as well as captain of both baseball and track and field teams at Mary Chan and Whisper Public School in Philadelphia. Teachers noticed his propensity for joking around instead of studying and he described himself as the class clown. At Fitzsimmons Junior High School, Cosby acted in plays and continued to compete in sports. Cosby continued to compete in sports. Cosby... Hold on. Cosby is... Last question. Sorry, I lost my space. Cosby was the class president as one of the captain of both the baseball and track field teams at Mary Chain and Worcester Public High School in Philadelphia. Teacher noticed a propensity for joking around instead of studying, and he's describing himself as a class clown. At Fisk Junior, Fisk Simmons Junior High School, Cosby acted in plays and continued to compete in sports. Cosby attended Philadelphia Central High School, a magnet school and academically rigorous college prep school where he ran and played basketball, football, and basketball. He transferred to Germantown High School but failed the 10th grade. 
1956, Cosby enlisted in the Navy and served as a hospital corpsman at the Marine Corps Base in Quantico in Virginia and Navy Station Argentina in Newfoundland, Canada, and in the Naval, Naval, National Naval Medical Center in Maryland. He worked in physical therapy with Navy and Marine Corps personnel who were injured during the Korean War. Cosby earned his high school equivalency diploma through correspondent courses and was awarded a track and field scholarship to Temple University in 1961. At Temple, he studied physical education while he ran track and played fullback on the college football team. He began bartending at a Philadelphia club where he earned bigger tips by making a customer's laughs. Then he began performing on stage and left his university studies to pursue a career in comedy. Cosby lined up stand-up jobs at clubs in Philadelphia and then in New York City, where he appeared at the Gaslight Cafe beginning 1961. He booked dates such as Chicago, Las Vegas, San Francisco, and Washington, D.C. In the summer of 1963, he received national exposure on NBC's The Night Show, which led to the recording contract with Warner Brothers Records which in 1964 released the debut LP, Bill Cosby is a Very Funny Fellow, right? The first of a series of comedy albums. His album to Russ and My Brother Who I'm Swept With was number one on the spin magazines of the greatest 40 comedy albums of all time, calling it the stand-up comedy's masterpiece. While many comics of the time were using the growing freedom of the decade to explore controversial and sometimes risque material, Cosby was making his reputations with humans' recollection of his childhood. Many Americans wonder about the aspects of race as a topic in Cosby's stories. As Cosby's success grew, he had to defend his choice of material regularly. As he argued, a white person listens to my act and he laughs and he thinks, yeah, that's the way I see it too, okay. He's white, I'm a Negro, and we both see these the same way. That must mean that we are not, we are alike, right? So I figured this way I'm doing as much for the good race relations as the next guy. In 1983, Cosby released a concert film, Bill Cosby himself, which is widely regarded as the greatest comedy concert film ever. Younger, well-established comics like Jerry Seinfeld has credited Cosby as an innovator both for the practitioner of stand-up comedy and as well as a person who paved the way for comics to break into sitcom television. Seinfeld said of Cosby, he opened the door for all of us. For all of the networks to even consider that this was a way to create a character was to take someone who can hold the audience just by being up there and telling their story. He created that. He created the whole idea of taking a quote-unquote comic and develop a TV show just for a person of that see you on stage. Comedian Larry Wilmore also saw a connection between Bill Cosby himself and the later success of The Cosby Show, saying that it's clear that the concert temperate is for The Cosby Show. Cosby performed his first stand-up TV special in 30 years. Bill Cosby Far From Finish on Comedy Central on November 23, 2013. His last show for Far From Finish Tour was performed at the Cobb Energy Performer Arts Center in Atlanta, George May 2, 2015. In 2014, Cosby was set to release his new stand-up special, Bill Cosby, on Netflix. The release of his film was canceled due to the allegations of sexual assault against Cosby. His last known stand-up performance prior to his conviction was held at the LaRose Jazz Club in Philadelphia on January 23, 2018. Bill Cosby was among the artists whose materials was reportedly destroyed in the 2008 Universal Fire. 2008 Universal Fire. That was interesting. What's the 2008 Universal Fire? Let me look this up. Ah, the 2008 Universal Fire. Let me read this. A fire broke out the back lock at Universal Studios in Hollywood, an American film studio and theme park in the San Fernando Valley era of Los Angeles County Fall. 
The fire began when a worker used a board shorts to warm actual shingles that was being appalled to a facade. He left before checking all spots and cooled, and a three-alarm fire broke out. Nine firefighters in the Los Angeles County shed the same minor injuries. The fire was extinguished after 24 hours. Damn. So there was like 17 non-fatal injuries. So nobody died. So his materials was burned because of the fire. All right. Where was I? Nineteen sixties, I Spy. In nineteen sixty-five, Cosby was cast along Robert Klopp in the I Spy espionage adventure series on NBC. I Spy became the first weekly dramatic television series to feature an African American in a starring role. At first, Cosby and NBC executives were concerned that some affiliates may be unwilling to carry the series. At the beginning of the nineteen sixty-five season, four stations declined the show. They were in Georgia, Florida, and Alabama. Views were taken with the show's exotic locals and the authentic chemistry between the shows. It became one of the greatest hits of the season. I Spy finished among the 20 most watched shows a year, and Cosby was honored with three consecutive Emmy Awards for outstanding lead actor in the drama series. When accepting his third Emmy for the show, Cosby told the audience, let the message be known to bigots and racists that they don't count. During the series once, Cosby continued to do stand-up comedy performance and recorded a half a dozen record albums for Warner Brothers Records. He also became to dabble in singing, recording Silver Throat, Bill Cosby Sings in 1967. In June 1968, Billboard magazine reported that Cosby has turned down a five-year, $3.5 million contract renewal offer and would leave the label in August that year to record for his own record label. In July 1968, Cosby narrated Black History Lost, Stolen or Strayed, a CBS documentary addressing the representation of black people in popular culture. Annie Rooney wrote the Emmy Award script for Cosby to read. Georgetown University professor Michael Eric Dyson said it was one of the rare exceptions where Cosby took off the gloves and the blinders to discuss race in public with candor and discernment. Due to its popularity and controversial nature, it was rebroadcast less than a month later. Telegram Manning Studios, a division of the Campbell Silver Cosby Corporation, the Los Angeles-based production company founded by Cosby, his manager Roy Silver, and filmmaker Bruce Post Campbell, produced film as well as records, including Cosby's television specials. The Fat Albert cartoon special and series and several motion pictures. CSC hired Argie Mogul as the president label. Tegra Marneton was fairly active to 1968 and 1969. It was the most signing with British heavy rock band Deep Purple, but it quickly went into the red and ceased trading during the 1970s. Cosby pursued a variety of additional television projects and appeared as a regular guest host on The Tonight Show and as the star of an annual special for NBC. In 1969, he returned with other other series, The Bill Cosby Show, a situation comedy that ran for two seasons. Cosby played a physical education teacher as a Los Angeles high school, but only a modest critical success. The show ratings was a hit, finishing 11 in his first season. Cosby was lauded for using African-American performers as Lydia and Randolph, Moms, Mabley, and Rex Ingram as characters. According to the commentary of season one DVDs for the show, Cosby was at odds with NBC over his use, refusal to include a laugh track in the show. He felt viewers had the ability to find humans for themselves while watching a TV show. Hmm. So he didn't have a laugh track. That's interesting. After the Bill Cosby show left the air, Cosby resumed his formal education. He began graduated work at the University of Massachusetts Amherst. For the PS series The Electric Company, Cosby recorded seven segments teaching reading skills to young children. 
When Cosby was about 35 years old in 1972, he received a Master of Arts from UMass Amherst and was also back in the prime time with the Variety series, The New Bill Cosby Show. However, this show lasted only a season. More successful was the Saturday morning cartoon, Fat Albie and the Co- Albert and the Cosby Kids, hosted by Cosby and based in his own childhood. The series ran from 1972 to 1979 then ran as the new Fat Albert show in 1979, and finally ran as the adventures of Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. In 1984, Cosby wrote a dissertation, Integration of the Visual Media via Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids into the Elementary School, Curriculum as a Teaching Aid and Vehicle to Achieve to Increase Learning. This was a partial fulfillment for his 1976 doctrine in education from UMass. Subsequently, Temple University granted him his bachelor's degree on the basis of life experience. During the 1970s, Cosby and other African-American actors, including Sidney Poitier, joined forces to make some successful comedy films to counter the violent exploitation films of the era, such as Uptown Saturday Night in 1974. Let's Do It Again in 1975, and 1976, Mother Jugs and Speed, co-star Rachel Welch and Harvey Kettel. About this last film, a Rotten Tomato review wrote, Bill Cosby steals the film outright with his mayor's performance as mother, the streetwise senior in all EMT. In 1976, Cosby starred in a piece of the action with Portier and California Suite a compilation of four Neil Simon plays. He also hosted Cause in 1976. In addition, he produced an hour-long variety show featuring public sketches and musical numbers. It was during the season that ABC decided to take advantage of the phase of Cosby's career. By joining with filmation producers of Fat Albert to create live-action segments starting Cosby for the 1964-1971 animated film Journey Back to Oz. It was subsequently aired in syndication. Cosby was also a regular on children public television programs starting in the 1970s, hosting the picture pages segments that lasted into the early 1980s. The Cosby Show. Cosby's greatest television success came in September 1984 with the debut of The Cosby Show. Cosby, an advocate for family-oriented humor, co-produced the series, held creative control, and involved himself in every aspect of production. Plots were often based on the ideas that Cosby suggested while in meetings with the writing staff. The show had parallels to Cosby's actual family life, like the characters Cliff and Claire Huxtable. Cosby and his wife Camille were college-educated and financially successful, and they have five children. On the show, Cosby played mode of the obstetrician. Much of the material from the problem in the first season of Cosby's show was taken for his video, Bill Cosby Himself, released in 1983. The series was an, an immediate success, debuting near the top of the ratings and staying there for most of his eight-season run. Cosby attempted to return to film with the spy spoof, Leonard Part 6. Although Paul Cosby himself was the producer and wrote the story, he realized that during the public, public that the film was not going to be what he wanted publicly denounced it, wanting the audience to stay away. Later in the 1980s, Cosby served as advisor as the Los Angeles Student Film Institute. After the Cosby show went off the air in 1992, Cosby embarked on a number of other projects which include a revived the classic Gujo Marx game show, You Bet Your Life, and the TV movie I Spy Returns, and the Cosby Miseries. In the mid-1990s, he appeared as a detective in black-and-white film norm theme commercial from Turner Classic Movies. During he relied with Sidney Poitier starring in Ghost Dad and appeared in mining roles in Marvel Town's superhero comedy The Meteor Man, and Francis Ford Coppola's coming-of-age film, Jack. In addition, he was interviewed in Spike Lee's HBO project, Four Little Girls, 
a documentary about the 1963 racist bombing of a church in Birmingham, Alabama, which injured 22 people, killed four girls. Also in 1996, he started up a new show for CBS Cosby, again co-starring Felicia Rashad, his on-screen wife about this Cosby show. Cosby co-produced the show for Casey Warner Productions. If it's centered or Cosby is Hilton Lucas, an IO Classic senior citizen who tries to find a new job after being downsized and, in the meantime, gets on his ripe's nerds. Madeline Kahn co-starred as Rashid's goofy partner, Pauline. Cosby was hired by CBS to be the official spokesperson of the Detroit affiliate, WWJ-TV, during the advertising campaign from 1995 to 1998. Cosby hosted a CBS special, Kids Say the Darndest Things, on February 6, 1995, which was followed after a full season show with Cosby as host from January 9th to 1998, to June 23, 2000. After four seasons, Cosby's were canceled, and it was later aired April 28, 2000. Kids say the darndest things were terminated the same year. Two thousands. Series for preschoolers, Little Bill, created by Cosby as a semi-biographical representation of his childhood in Philadelphia, made its debut in Nickelodeon in 1999. The network renewed the popular program in November 2000 and 2001's Cosby Agenda included the publication of a new book, as well as development and commitment address at Morris Brown College, Alceo State University, in the rentage of the Polytechnic Institute. After he signed a deal with 20th Century Fox to develop a live-action feature film, Centering on the popular Fat Albert character in his 1970s cartoon series. Fat Albert was released in theaters in December 2004. And in May 2007, Cosby spoke at the commencement of High Point University. In the summer of 2009, Cosby hosted a comedy gala Montreal Trust for Labs, the largest comedy festival in the world. During the time he made the appearance in Mayor Van Peebles film Badass in 2003, he also co-wrote and executive produced the live-action film Fat Albert starring Keenan Thompson. Cosby makes an appearance in the film as himself. 2010s. A new NBC show scheduled for 2015 created by Michael Malley and Mike Sawiskis and has been produced by the Cosby Show's Tom Wiener was set to feature Cosby as Jonathan Franklin, the patriarch of a multi-generational family. On November 19, 2014, NBC scrapped Cosby's new show after accusations resurfaced that he has sexually assaulted and raped women. Hmm. Here we go. Michael Malley. A new TV show scheduled for Michael Miley and Mike Sixowitz has been produced by the Cosby Show's Tom Warner, with special features Cosby as Jonathan Franklin, the patriarch of a multi-generational family. In November 19, 2014, NBC scrapped Cosby's new show after accusations surfaced that he sexually assaulted and raped women. Let me look up Michael Miley, because I never heard of this. Oh, yeah, I heard of Michael Malley. He was a producer, right? Uh, where was I? This Michael Malley. The Patriot. NBC scraps Cosby's new show after accusations that he sexually assaulted and raped women. Reruns of the Cosby Show were pulled from television as a result of Cosby's sexual assault and allegations. On November 19, 2014, NBC and TV Land both ended their relationships with Cosby. TV Land announced it was pulled reruns for a schedule and also rules and clips of the show on its website. In 2014, Magic Johnson on Aspire removes his series from the lineup. Theories from his lineup. In 2015, Broadcast Network bounced TV's pull reruns 
BET-centric, another Viacom unit started airing reruns in the 2014 Creator Artist Agency. Cosby's agency since 2012 dropped him as a client. Cosby received an award at a celebration of the 50th anniversary commemoration of Brown versus Education Ruling, a ruling of the U.S. Supreme Court that outlawed racial segregation in public schools. Later in May 2004, he remade public remarks critical of African Americans who put higher priorities on sports, fashion, and acting hard than education, self-respect, and self-improvement. He pleaded for African American families to educate their children on many aspects of American culture. In the pound cake speech, Cosby asked that African American parents teach their children better morals at a young age. As reported in the Washington Times, Cosby told reporters during a special section of the Congressional Black Caucus Foundation 34th Annual Legislative Conference that parenting needs to come to the forefront. If you need help and you don't know how to parent, we want you to be able to reach out and touch you. Richard Lyaby of the Washington Post reported, Bill Cosby was anything but politically correct in his remarks Monday night at a Constitutional Hall bash commemorating the 50th anniversary Brown v. Board education decision. Cosby was again criticized and was largely unapologetic for his stance, which he made similar remarks during his speech in July 1st meeting of the Rainbow Push Coalition that commemorated the anniversary of Brown v. Board, where he said, you got to beat up, stop beating up your woman because you can't find a job because you didn't want to get an education and now you're earning minimum wage. During that speech, he admonished blacks for not assisting or concerning themselves with the individuals who involved with crime and have counterproductive aspirations. He further describes those needed attention as blacks who have forgotten the sacrifices of the civil rights movement. In 2005, Georgetown University sociology professor Michael Tyson wrote a book, Is Bill Cosby Right or Has the Black Middle Class Lost His Mind? In the book, Dyson wrote that Cosby was overlooking larger social factors that reinforced poverty and associated crime, factors such as deteriorating schools, stagnating wages, dramatic shifts in the economy, offshoring and downsizing crime underemployment, and a job and capital flight. Dyson suggests that Cosby comments portray classist, elitist viewpoints rooted in generational warfare. However, Cohen has defended Cosby in remarks, saying, He's speaking out of great compassion. He's trying to get folks on the right track. Because we got some brothers and sisters who are not doing the right things. Just like in a time in our own lives, we don't do the right thing. He's trying to speak honestly and freely and lovingly, and I think that's a very positive thing. In 2008 interview, Cosby mentioned Philadelphia, Atlanta, Chicago, Detroit, Oakland, California, and Springfield, Massachusetts, among the cities where crime was high and young African-American men were being murdered and jailed in disproportionate numbers. Cosby stood his ground against criticism and affirmed that the African-American parents were continued to fail to include like, proper standards of moral behavior. Cosby's social commentary led to the unsealing of documents in a previous silver suit by a woman who had accused Cosby of sexual assault, which in turn sparked renewed interest in older allegations. The judge ruled that the releasing of the sealed documents was justified a stark contrast between Bill Cosby, the public moralist, and Bill Cosby, the subject of serious allegations concerning improper and perhaps criminal conduct. Cosby has also been critical of conservative Republican politicians in the regarding their views on social, economic, and racial issues. In 2013, CNN interview regarding voting rights, Cosby stated that the Republican Party is not the Republican Party of 1863, of Abraham Lincoln abolitionists and slavery. It is not good. I think it is important to us to look at the underlying part of it. What is the value of it? It is that some people are angry because my people no want to work for free. Cosby married Camille Hanks on January 25, 1964. Together they had five children, Erica, Erin, Ennis, Ensa, and Evan. 
Their only son, Ennis, was murdered on January 16, 1997, while changing a flat tire on the side of Interstate 445 in Los Angeles. Cosby's daughter, Anessa, died of renal disease on February 23, 2018, while awaiting a kidney transplant. Cosby have three grandchildren. Cosby, a Protestant, maintains holes in Shelburne, Massachusetts, and Chittenham, Pennsylvania. Cosby hosted its Los Angeles Playboy Jazz Festival from 1979 to 2012. Known as a jazz drummer, he can also be playing bass guitar with Jerry Lewis and Sammy Davis Jr. on Hugh Hefner's 1970s talk show. His story, The Regular Way, was featured in Playboy's December 1968 issue. Cosby has become an active member of the Jazz Foundation of America. Cosby became involved with the foundation in 2004. For seven years, he has been featured hosting his annual benefit, A Great Night in Harlem at the Apollo Dealer in New York City. Cosby and his wife has collected more than 300 works of African-American art 1967 during the works went on display in conversations in the expert at the National Museum. Hold on for a second. Cosby hosted the Los Angeles Playboy Jazz Festival from 1979 to 2012. Known as a jazz drummer, he can also be seen playing bass guitar with Jerry Lewis and Samuel Davis Jr. on UFO's 1970s talk show. His story, The Regular Way, was featured in Playboy's December 1968 issue, and Cosby has become an active member of the Jazz Foundation of America. Cosby became involved with the Foundation in 2004 for several years. He has been featured host for his annual benefit, A Great Light in Harlem and an Apollo dealer in New York City. Cosby and his wife was collected more than 300 works of African-American art since 1967. The works went on display in conversations as an exhibit in National Museum of African Art in 2014. The show was controversial because of the sexual assault accusations made against Cosby. Cosby is a supporter of his alma mater, Temple University, particularly its men's basketball team, whose games Cosby frequently attended prior to his arrest. He is also a member of the Mega Sci-Fi fraternity. He was initiated in the fraternity's Beta Alpha Alpha graduate chapter in White Plains, New York in 1988. In 2006, Cosby attorneys report that he is now legally blind. In April 2017, Cosby agreed to an interview to the National Newspaper Publishers Association because, as Andrew Wyatt, his spokesman, stated, the guru are comfortable that the NNPA Newswire would be more interested in facts over sensationalism. In the interview, both Cosby and one of his former publicists confirmed the losses of eyesight, noted it occurred some point in 2015. All right, they have a list of his sexual assault cases, guys. All right, uh, Cosby has been a subject of highly publicized accusations of rape, drug facilitated sexual assault, sexual battery, child sexual abuse, and sexual misconduct. The early was which was said by his accusers to take place in the mid-1960s. In October 2014, a part of comedian's Hannibal Burr's comedy routine that described sexual misbehavior by Cosby went viral, resulting in more women coming forward to state that they was assaulted by Cosby. 
The dates of the alleged incident span from 1965 to 2008 across 10 U.S. states and one Canadian provinces. Damn, even in Canada? It's crazy. Cosby has reportedly denied the allegation and maintained his innocence. In November 2014, he responded to a questions about the allegations and said, I don't want to talk about it. In the past interviews that were made public, Cosby declined to discuss the accusations. However, he told Florida today, people shouldn't have to go to that and shouldn't have to answer the end of windows. In May 2015, he said, I've been in this business 52 years and I've never said anything like this. Reality is a situation and I can't speak. In the wake of the allegations, numerous organizations have several ties with Cosby, and honors and titles were previously awarded to him has been revoked. Reruns of the Cosby Show and other shows featuring Cosby has been pulled for syndication by many organizations. 25 colleges and universities has rescinded honorary degrees in an attempt to explain backlash against Cosby. Agley reporter Jason Lynch noticed that the media landscape has changed considerably and has now been joined by the far less forgiving social media in the arena. Most of the acts fall outside the statute of limitations for criminal prosecution. The criminal charges was filed against Cosby in one case and numerous civil lawsuits have been brought against him. In November 2015, eight related civil suits were against Cosby. The high-profile attorney, Gloria Allred, was representing 33 of the alleged victims. In July 2015, some of the court records from Andrea Constance's 2005 civil suit against Cosby were unsealed and released to the public. The full transcript of his disposition was also released to the media by court reporting service. In his testimony, Cosby admitted to casual sex involving the recreational use of sedative methadone which a series of young women and the knowledge that his dispendent description drug was illegal. Based on the incidents in January 2004, Cosby was found guilty on April 26, 2018 on three counts of aggravated indecent assault against Andrea Constant after a jury trial. On September 2015, September 25, 2018, he was sentenced to three years in state prison and a 25000 fine-plus court cost of both trials. After a brief period in the Montgomery County Correctional Center, Cosby was moved to a state prison, SI Phoenix in Spitzpack Township, Pennsylvania, and on September 25, 2018, where he was confined to a single cell. On January 28, 2019, Cosby was removed from administrative segregation into General Pop. On December 10, 2019, the verdict was upheld on appeal. On June 23, 2020, the Supreme Court ruled Cosby would be able to appeal his sexual assault convention based on questions from a testimony from a witness being more prejudicial than probative. The court will hear its appeal on arguments of whether it's proper fire protection witness to testify in the case and include the disposition that Cosby admitted to giving Quaylu to other women in the past. The court also agreed to remove a former prosecutor that had informed Cosby that he would not be prosecuted for the assault, which resulted in Cosby agreeing to testify in his accuser's civil lawsuit. On June 30, 2021, Pennsylvania Supreme Court overturned Cosby's conviction, cited violations of his due process rights. According to Justice David Wetch, even though society has a strong interest in persecuting crimes, it has even stronger interest in ensuring that constitutional rights of the people are vindicated. The following situation was cited previously in February 2005. District Attorney Bruce Castor declared in a press release that due to insufficient evidence rendering conviction unintable, he declines to authorize the filing of criminal charges against Cosby regarding allegations Andrea Castan made against them. Castor did to compel Cosby to testify in the civil lawsuit. Under the penalty of perjury, without the right to remain silent, is accorded by the Fifth Amendment to the United States Constitution. Cosby, 
under the penalty of perjury without the right to remain silent as according to the comp the Fifth Amendment of the United States Constitution. Cosby testified that he would provide a quaaludes to women that he used willingly. Cosby settled the civil lawsuit by paying $3.38 million, as six of the seven Pennsylvania Supreme Court justices interpreted Cass's 2005 press release as a promise not to prosecute Cosby, leading to Cosby providing testimony in his civil lawsuit that was later used as key evidence in his criminal trial resulting of him being convicted of assaulting Constant. The, Supreme, the, the Philadelphia, um, Pennsylvania Supreme Court concluded that Cosby's due process rights was violated. The court further barred prosecutors for retrial Cosby on the matter, stating that the remedy was the only remedy that comports with society, reasonable expectations, its electric prescriptions, and our criminal justice system. Cosby was released to jail on the same day his conviction was overturned. He served nearly three years before the Supreme Court overturned his conviction. Uh. Defamation Lawsuit Settlement In early April 2019, Cosby Home Insurance Company American International Group settled a federal defamation lawsuit with seven women accused by lying by Cosby when they accused Cosby of sexual assault, but could no longer bring criminal charges because the allegations were too old. The suit was filed in 2014, and the settlement terms were not disclosed. The seven women's accusations spanned decades, from 1969 to 1992. The seven are a subset of more than women who have spoken out accusing Cosby of sexual harassment or assault. Spokesperson for Cosby, Andrew Wyatt, said Cosby did not settle the case. Rather, AIG settled without the knowledge, permission, or the consent of Mr. Cosby. Mr. Cosby vehemently denies the allegations brought against him in his defamation lawsuits and maintains his innocence. As April 2019, three other cases were active against Cosby around the country. One is another defamation case and the other two lawsuits directly related to the claims of sexual assault. Autumn Jackson trial, extortion trial. During the Autumn Jackson extortion trial in Ju July 1997, Cosby testified that he made private payments to Sean Upsaw, a woman who has briefly been his lover in Las Vegas during the early 1970s. Upshaw later told Cosby he was the father of her daughter, Autumn Jackson. Cosby denies being the father and said he gave Upshaw a total amount of $100,000 because he did not want to publicly reveal the affair. Then 22-year-old Jackson was sentenced to 26 months in jail for trying to restore $40 million for Cosby. In the trial of subsequent appeal, the courts held that Jackson's belief that she was Cosby's child, even if sincere, was irrelevant to question of her guilt. The court stated that the mere fact that she was Cosby's child would have not entitled her to the money, and therefore the demand was extortionate, whether or not she believed herself to be Cosby's daughter. Although both Jackson and Cosby stated various times that they were willing to undergo DNA testing to determine Jackson's paternity, the two sides never reached an agreement to when and how to perform the test. After Jackson's conviction, Cosby provided a blood sample for testing, but Jackson refused to participate. We're going to talk about the awards that Cosby won, and then I'm going to give my opinion, and I'm going to close out the stream in this show. Cosby has received various awards for his work as a stand-up comedian, actor, and both television and film, including five Primetime Emmy Awards, eight Grammy Awards, two Daytime Emmy Awards, and two Golden Globe Awards. He also received the Presidential Medal of Freedom in 2002 and the Bob Hope Humanitarian Award in 2003. He also received a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame in 1977. Due to the sexual assault allegations against Cosby, numerous awards and honors have been rescinded, including the Kennedy Center Honor, which he received in 1998, which was rescinded in 2018, as well as the Mark Twain Prize for American Humor, 
which he received in 2009 and rescinded on the same year. On May 3, 2018, Cosby was expelled as a member of the Actors Branch of the Academy of Motion Pictures Arts and Sciences, along with Roman Polanski and Harvey Weinstein. Hmm, man. Yeah, those are the guys that are responsible for running the Oscars. If anybody don't know. Okay, so done talking about uh, all of his life achievements and what I'm going to do is I'm going to give my opinion on the whole situation. In my opinion, Bill Cosby at this time is the greatest living stand-up comedian alive. But even though he's the living greatest stand-up comedian alive, it does not give him a pass for drugging and raping women. The reason why, in my opinion, Bill Cosby is free is because the district attorney of Pennsylvania messed up. You already caught a deal with Bill Cosby, so bringing up the case again, you basically are setting up a situation where he can get free. You've, uh, according to the reports of the case, you have violated his Fifth Amendment rights. And the Fifth Amendment right is not only, you know, you don't have a right to, uh, you uh, are protected from incriminating yourself. It is also the due process amendment. If you don't properly uh, put, uh, if you don't properly do due process in the American justice system, these are the things that happen. At first, I believe that Bill Cosby did it. Now with all the his, uh, now that he's released, now with all the interviews from DJ Vlad, I'm not so sure anymore. But the one thing I know is that the next time that I see a controversial situation like this, I'm going to mind my business and keep quiet and wait until due process is over. Thank you again for watching the stream. This is Jeffrey Frazier for Black Wall Street Chronicles, and I'm signing off. Thank you for listening to my podcast, guys. Take care.